Well, hello everyone. I'm so glad that you decided to join me uh, as we read through the Bible. Uh, if you're a note taker, get ready to take some notes. But first, let's just begin with a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God, for all those that are listening, all those that will listen uh, to this broadcast. Father, I pray that your word would sink and into their hearts and go down deep into their spirits, O oh God. Father, I thank you that everyone that listens to this broadcast, Father, will learn more about you, Jesus. Father, we praise you, we honor you, we give you the glory, and ask that you be glorified in everything we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. So, amen. Um, as I said, you can, uh, if you're a note-taker, go ahead and take notes. <clears throat> of anything that you want to remember because you uh, probably will want to go back and review some of the things that we talk about. But first of all, I wanted to just give a, a brief introduction. Um, camera seems to be falling here. I want to give a brief introduction um, about the Bible. Uh, the Bible is the history of the human race. And it uh, starts from Adam through Abraham is the history of the human race. The Bible is also a history of the chosen race, going from Abraham to Christ. And then finally, the Bible is the history of the church from Jesus Christ to the end of the age. And there are uh, 66 books in the Bible. We have the Old and the New Testament. Um, and it covers a period of about 1,600 years. Um, just some facts that you might want to know about the Bible. Um, the word Bible is simply just means a book and it is a book of sacred writings of our Christian faith. Uh, so again, there are 39 books in the old Testament and Testament means covenant or agreement. There are 39 books in the old Testament and 27 books in the new Testament. I just want to read a quote from uh, Kevin Connor, who uh, I like just what he said about the Bible. He said, the Bible is the divine library consisting of 66 books, separate yet related books. It is the book of all books, priceless and incomparable. Its two divisions are the Old Testament, having 39 books and the New Testament containing 27 books. And he says, although... It's a compilation of 66 books. It is really one unified book. The Bible is the only authoritative written revelation of God. Now, if you're a note taker, you probably want to write that down. It is the only authoritative written revelation of God. Amen. So you want to get that one down. Um, just a brief description, then we're going to jump right into Genesis 1 because this is about reading through the Bible and we're going to read through the Bible. Okay. Um, but I want to refer you also to um, a book that I have coming out called um, The Christian Benefit Package. Uh, it's with the publisher right now. It's my third book. And that in that book, I go into more detail about the origins of the Bible and where it's found. I just don't want to don't feel to go into all of that right now, because I want to lose some of you that's not into all that history stuff. So um, if you're interested in it, when the book comes out, I would definitely let you know where to go to get the book so you can get all those details about um, the origin of the Bible. Amen. So 
let's just jump right in here. And we're going to go to Genesis chapter one. Now, before we actually start reading, just a little overview about specifically about the book of Genesis. So this book was written by Moses around 1450 B.C. Now, when you see B.C., B.C. means before Christ came. It is considered one of the five books of the law called the Pentateuch. P-E-N-T-A-T-E-U-C-H. In Hebrew, the first five books are also called the Torah, and that's spelled T-O-R-A-H. When you look up the word Genesis, it means the origin or beginning of something. So in this book, in this book of Genesis, we're going to talk about a, a lot of beginnings. We're going to talk about the beginning of creation. We're going to talk about the beginning of the first family. We're going to talk about the beginning of Noah and his family. We're going to talk about the beginning of our father, Abraham. We're going to talk, <clears throat> excuse me, talk about the beginning of God's chosen people and the beginning of God's rescue plan, which was going to be through Joseph. So this book will end with God's chosen people escaping to Egypt to avoid a horrible famine. So that's just basically the overview of what we're going to learn in the book of Genesis. So let's just get right into it. If you have your Bible, please open up to Genesis chapter one. <clears throat> and remember, I, we said we wanted to, I want you to read it with me. So um, please read along so you can get it in your spirit. It says in the beginning, I'm in verse one, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called, God called the light day and the darkness night. And the evening passed and morning came marking the first day. Verse six. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. And God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky and the evening and the morning marking the second day. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place. So dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called dry ground land and the waters sea. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed bearing plant and trees that grow seed bearing fruit. These seeds will produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed bearing plants and trees with seed bearing fruit. 
their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days and years. These lights in the sky shine down on the earth. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights. The larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights into the sky to light the earth to govern the day and the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. I'm in verse 19. And the evening passed, and the morning came, marking the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and with life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And the evening passed and the morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, verse 24, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind. Livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals, on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Be fruitful, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals the birds in the sky, 
and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And the evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Amen. And I apologize if, if I'm uh, clearing my throat a little bit. I got a little sinus drainage going on here, but we're not going to let that stop us. Amen. Amen. So let's just go back because remember, we're going to read it and we want to make sure we understand what we're reading. And then we want to make some application to our life and see what the Holy Spirit will show us <clears throat> in what we just read. So we just read chapter one. So for, the first thing I want to point out is in verse one where it said in the beginning, God created. Now this is very, a very important statement because it dispels a notion that the world was created by a big explosion that had nothing to do with God. Always remember God created the heavens and the earth. Now I want to bring that out because, um, as I said, your children are going to school and schools are telling them that they evolved from apes and that uh, there's a big bang theory. And there's all kind of kind of crazy ideas about uh, how creation came into being. So you need to get this in your spirit that in the beginning is that God created the heavens and the earth. That is monumental. You need to remember that because that's going to keep you from a lot of deception. God did this. You know, when people start talking about uh, this Big Bang theory, you know, I just, I, you know, I kind of want to question them. Okay, well, where did the Big Bang come from? Oh, where well, there were particles and uh, whatever, where the particles come from? You know, so, and they can't answer those questions because God spoke the world into existence and they don't want to receive that, but that is exactly what happened. So you need to know that because that's going to help you, uh, and teach your children that, you know, you, uh, because they're going to be exposed to some crazy ideas about how everything got started. Amen. But God created the heavens and the earth. Also, let's go to verse two in verse two. Uh, also knows that there is a reference here to God and the spirit of God. I want to go to, uh, John one, one first, uh, St. John. So if you turn with me to St. John, and that's chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. Now that's St. John chapter one, verse one that we just read. So that's telling us that the word and how many people know Jesus is the word of God. Jesus came here uh, as his word made flesh. Uh, but it was with he was with God in the beginning. So here, if you go back to Genesis chapter two, verse two, I mean, chapter one, verse two, it says the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering 
over the surface of the waters. So in verse one, we had that God, it reference to God created the heaven and earth. Verse two, it talks about the spirit of God that was hovering over the waters. And then if you read in first John one, one, his word was there from the very beginning. And you know, his word was there because he spoke, he's spoken into existence. Uh, so the word was there. So, and, and reason why we're bringing that out, because that makes reference to the Trinity, the father, the son, and the Holy ghost, the father, God spoke the world into existence. The Holy spirit was hovering over the waters and the word was going out, which was Jesus Christ. So father, son, and the Holy ghost was all there in the beginning. Amen. So when we go to, uh, verse three through five, um, it's talking about the different, the different things that was made. So in verse three through five is the first day where God created the day and the night. So if you're a note taker on the first day, God created day and night. Amen. Uh, in verse six through eight, it talks about, um, on the second day, God created the sky. So again, put that in your notes in case you want to refer to, refer to it later on. Uh, well, what did God do? And not only did he create these things, but, uh, we noticed that even as we were reading, every time God created something, he said, and it was good. And it was good. So when God creates things, it is good. So on the second day, and that's in verse six through verse eight. God said, let there be space between the waters and separate the waters from the heavens, from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. And look how powerful God's word is. When God speaks something, you can take it to the bank. That is what's going to happen. So if God's speaking anything into your life, if he's saying that uh, he has uh, a plan for you and uh, showing you things that he wants to do with you and you haven't seen it come to pass yet. Hold on to that word, because when God's word goes out, it does not return to him void. It does not return to him not having done what he sent it out to do. So when he said, let there be light, there was a light. When he created the sky there, he created the sky. It happened. So on the second day. God created the sky. Now go to, if you look at verse nine through 13, when God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place. So dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. And I want you to take note that everything God said is going to happen. That, that, you know, that he's impressing me on in my spirit to, as an application for us, even right now, the word of God is powerful for us right now in 2021. So why do we have the creation story? So we can see that God created this, this, 
This happened because God spoke it into existence. Do we understand how powerful the word of God is? That's why, and we're made in his image. That's why it's so powerful for us that we have to watch what we're saying with our mouths because your words have power. Your words can create, and that can be a negative thing or a positive thing. Your words can create in someone uh, a negative attitude about themselves. That's why they tell you, watch what you're saying over your children. Don't call your children dumb or stupid or uh, something negative. You don't want to do that because you're, you're, those words are powerful and it goes into their spirit. And then it's, that's something that they have to get over. And they have to fight sometime for years with a, a comment or a statement that you made just at the drop of the hat. You just spoke it. You just said it. Or why are you so stupid or whatever? Don't say those things to your children, but say positive things because your words have power. You know, you're, you're wonderful. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, speak positive things to them. God's got a plan for you. Uh, you want to speak positive things into your children's life and not just your children. Just, just let the words, you know, the scripture says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, we don't want to speak or say anything that is not from God. Now, are we we perfect? No, we are not. Do we sometimes say things that we shouldn't say? Yes, we do. But even in those things, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when he checks you and, and lets you know, okay, you shouldn't have said that. Um, that wasn't life-giving. Uh, then fix it. If you have to go back and apologize to someone for something you said, then do that because you want your heart right. And then you don't want that lingering out there to create seeds of discord between you and other people. Amen. So watch your words. Um, and even when you get up every day, just pray, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. That that means what I'm thinking about be acceptable in my sight. When you get up every morning, God, I want to please you in everything I say and in everything I do. I want you to be glorified. God, I want people to see you through me. I don't want them to just see Linda or just see whoever, you know, call your own name out. No, I want them to see you, God, because that is what we're supposed to be all about. Amen. Letting his light shine through us. Amen. Letting the words of our mouth uh, reflect him saying things only that he want us to say. So, you know, we, um, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Just a simple prayer asking God to help you with that. Amen. So, um, uh, I just felt to say that the Holy Spirit wanted me to say that. So whoever that's for, amen. I think it's probably for all of us. Watch what you're saying today. Let your words be acceptable in his sight. If, and, and some, and if you, if you, if you're, uh, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, Oftentimes he will stop you before that comes out of your mouth. If you pause for a minute, uh, there's been times when I, uh, wanted to say some things to some, some people that were, uh, irritating me or wherever and needed to hear what I had to say because I wanted to put them in their place. And the Holy spirit checked me right before it came out of my mouth. No, don't say that. Don't say that. And I was so glad that I didn't. And I listened to this Holy spirit. So Listen to the Holy Spirit, because if you're listening, he'll pull your coattail. He'll check you and tell you, don't say that. Uh, That's not something good to say. So anyway, Genesis talk about God speaking with his word. We are made in his image. Our words have power. When it goes out, 
it's going to hit the mark. So make sure that you are sending out positive words uh, and words that are edifying to other people. Okay, so in verse 9 through 13, he, he, uh, the third day, God created land and the seas and vegetation. Notice that God gave these plants and trees the ability to reproduce so there would always be plants and fruit trees. Every seed will bring forth after its kind. Apples will produce apples. Corn produces corn, etc. So, and I want to bring that out because we need to remember that we are made in God's image. So everything God has spoken, even over us and uh, the fact that we're going to be like Jesus, it's going to happen. It will happen. Uh, every seed produces after its kind. So you are going to be made in God's image. It's going to happen. Amen. So, um, Verse 14 through 19, it says the fourth day, God created the sun, the moon and the stars. The sun, and the moon were created to mark the seasons, days and years and to shine in the earth. On the fifth day, that's verses 20 through 23. God created every kind of fish and sea creatures to fill the waters and every kind of bird to fill the sky. Then God commanded them to be fruitful and multiply. So fish are going to produce more fish, birds, and will produce more birds. Amen. Every seed bring forth after its kind. And then verse 24 to 31, on the sixth day, God created all the animals, the livestock, the small animals, the human beings. He also created human beings on that day. And they were all commanded to produce after their kind. Amen. So make sure that's not going down. So uh, that's awesome for us to remember too that not only did God create us, but He created us to produce, um, to produce after our own kind. God, in creation, put everything there to reproduce itself. The plants reproduce plants. The water, uh, the birds, and the fish produce after their kind. Humans in verse 28 were given the command to produce and fill the earth and rule over the earth. And we'll get into that a little bit more next week because I want to talk about that uh, responsibility that he gave us as humans to rule over the earth. So before we close, because um, I, I said I didn't want to keep you longer than 30 minutes, and we'll finish up uh, a little bit on Genesis chapter one with the next broadcast. Um, just wanted to um, make sure there's no one out there listening who have not accepted Christ in your life. Um, it's important that you have Christ in your heart. It's important that you accept him into your heart. Um, just by going and sitting in the church, if you've never really accepted him, um, that's that's not enough. You need to actually say that you want him to come into your heart. Uh, you need to actually, you know, maybe not those exact words, but you have to make a declaration. And God, I do want you to live into come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Um, and and so we want to go over that in Romans 10, 9 it says, if you confess with your mouth, that means openly declare that Jesus is Lord. 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Amen. So let's just do uh, a, a quick confession. Uh, and I want to do this probably at the end of every broadcast to make sure anybody out there who wants uh, a new life, who wants a change. And, and this is just not a ritual. This is serious. Uh, I, I guarantee you, uh, I've been saved for over 40 something years and you will not regret giving your heart to Jesus. You will not regret having him come into your life because he's going to help. Even this reading through the Bible that we're doing, when you have Jesus in your heart, he helps you to understand what you're reading. He helps you to get a revelation. He enlightens you. Um, he's going to help you from this day forward, the rest of your life. You have someone walking beside you. Isn't that awesome? Because there's so many things going on. We need someone walking with us. So to close out the broadcast, I do want to invite you to, uh, in, to invite Jesus into your heart. So if you repeat after me, Jesus, I know you are Lord. You were crucified, buried and resurrected for me. I believe you died for my sins. I repent of my sins and ask you to forgive me. I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. So if you said those words, if you repeated those words after me, I welcome you to the family of God. Amen. Yes, yes, it's just that easy, just that simple to become a part of the family of God and mean it. When you say that prayer, mean it in your heart. Don't look at it just some empty words. No, he hears you. He's hearing you right now and he hears the prayers that you pray every day to him. So he heard you and guess what? He's going to come into your heart and you are going to be a changed person. Your thinking is going to change uh, the way you live your life is going to change. Why? Because now he's the king of the throne. Now he's inside of you. Amen. So welcome to the family of God. Um, try to find a, a Bible uh, teaching church as well. Uh, of course, listen to this podcast because we're going to go through the whole Bible um, uh, podcast, or YouTube channel and learn the word of God. And not only want to learn the word of God, but those of you that have prayed that prayer, I want you to start praying to him. Get up in the morning and talk to him. Prayer is just conversation with God. So get up early in the morning and just tell him how much you love him and how much you appreciate him. Doesn't have to be that deep. You don't have to be super spiritual. It's just, God, I thank you for this day. God, I love you. I thank you that you came into my heart. Lord, help me today. You know, talk to him in your own language. You know, don't try, you don't have to mimic anybody else or, oh, thou almighty greatest God. Well, you don't have to do any of that. You know, talk to him like he's your best friend because that's what he loves. He just wants you to be you. Amen. So, uh, so glad you came to the podcast and we just thank God that uh, those words will sink in and we just pray for those that have been saved that that God will lead them where they need to be uh, for more fellowship. Amen. So, God, we thank you for this podcast. I thank you and ask that you bless everyone that uh, is listening, oh God, Father, that you would enrich our lives, oh God, with more of you, Jesus. We want more of you. We want to learn more about you. Help everyone, God, that has been listening on this podcast, Lord God, to even get closer to you, God. Hallelujah. Father, that's our desire to know you. 
Hallelujah. You said, if we seek you, that we'll find you. When we search for you with all our hearts, God, we're searching, we're knocking, we're asking for you to come, Lord God, and shower us with your presence, shower us with your grace, Lord God, even on today, as we go about our daily tasks, oh God, be with us, Father, be in the center of our lives. Father, let someone see you through us. Father, we're careful to give you the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Well, you have a blessed day. Uh, and we will see you, um, at the next podcast. Amen. Uh, also I did say that I was going to get my email address, but I'm, I have not, uh, I forgot to create that. So I will give you the email address on the next broadcast so that you can, um, send any questions. And of course there are comments at the bottom, uh, that you can make and please subscribe to the channel. Okay. Love you. Have a blessed day.